listening to Coast to Coast Latino. In 1969, Woodstock took place in New York. It introduced a number of bands to the world, including a number of Latino performers and, uh, and of course, Santana. Canned Heat was one of the bands that performed. The drummer, his name is Fito de la Parra, and Fito was born in Mexico City. He was one of the originators of rock en español in the 1960s of Mexico. He came to the U.S., uh, joined Canned Heat in 1967, and in 1969 they became uh, world famous. Today, Fito de la Parra continues to perform, touring the founding as a founding member of Canned Heat. Uh, and he uh, he does a lot of interviews. You can find his music on iTunes. You can also find it on YouTube. Uh, there's a number of interviews that you can also see on YouTube uh, featuring Fito de la Parra. He talks about his, uh, his life as a musician. Uh, great interviews. Uh, Fito de la Parra speaks uh, both languages uh, very well. I want to thank you for joining me on the Wednesday edition of uh, Coast to Coast Latino. Yesterday we had Election Day. Uh, we had the largest number of people to vote uh, in the history of the United States and uh, uh, across in every single state. The bigger question was whether the Senate was going to become Democrat whether the the Democrats were going to hold on to the uh, Congress, and of course whether or not we would have Joe Biden or Donald Trump as President of the United States. Well, because of the large number of people who voted, the votes are still being counted. So we don't have definitive uh, answers for you in those. Uh, there are still six seats in the Senate that are up for grabs. Uh, at present moment, both the Democrats and the Republicans have exactly the same number of senators or Senate seats. Uh, but if uh, if the if the six seats go blue, uh, then of course the Democrats will have a majority, uh, and uh, that would mean that they would have majority in Congress and uh, overall, period, the House of Representatives as well as uh, the Senate. If that were to happen and uh, Donald Trump found himself as president again, uh, Donald Trump would essentially be a lame duck president for four years. He wouldn't be able to get anything accomplished and he'd probably get impeached and thrown out. On the other hand, uh, if Joe Biden were to win, then you have a complete sweep of the Democrats and they would have full control of the federal government. Now, Joe Biden currently has 224 electoral votes. Donald Trump has 213. Although Donald Trump last night declared victory, uh, 
there is no victory for either candidate yet because they're still counting votes. Donald Trump wants to uh, sue to stop the counting of votes uh, as of today. And uh, the problem with that is that's not going to happen. Uh, if you voted yesterday and they didn't get around to counting your vote, they absolutely positively have to count your vote. So your vote is going to be counted. On the Senate side, you have uh, 45 senators that are Democrats, 45 re senators that are Republican. And as I mentioned, there are six seats, six seats that are up for grabs right now. Uh, those numbers are still not in, and uh, they will be perhaps by the end of the day. The, the, day. the uh, battleground states for Biden and, uh, and uh, uh, Trump continue to be Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Uh, to the surprise of many, including myself, uh, both Florida and Texas uh, went for Trump. And uh, we figured that the uh, Latino vote was going to be a significant vote and it was going to make uh, both states turn blue. Uh, instead, uh, they, they continue to be red. And uh, what we're discovering is that the efforts that Donald Trump made uh, to reach out to Hispanics in Florida, especially in the last week of the campaign, uh, paid off because he pushed hard the whole idea of the potential for socialism if Joe Biden uh, became president. And uh, he reached the individuals, the many individuals who've come to the U.S. to escape socialism governments in their countries. And uh, so, um, you know, he was a success. Now, here's when it comes to Texas, Texas is a little bit on the unusual side for Latinos. First of all, uh, if you're born in Texas and uh, your parents were of Mexican descent, uh, you're a Tejano. You're not a Latino. You're a Tejano. And you relate more to being a Tejano than you do to being a Latino. Uh, that, Typically, Tejanos are very conservative, and uh, and uh, there are quite a number of, uh, uh, especially Tejano males, who have been supporting Donald Trump uh, from the get-go. Uh, early estimates tell us that uh, Donald Trump may end up with about 40% of the Latino vote. Uh, now, those are just estimates. We don't know exactly what the actual numbers will be until all the votes are counted. But uh, uh, that's what it tells us. Uh, the surprise state that went for Joe Biden was Arizona. Latinos turned Arizona blue. And uh, uh, that, we can definitely say, was attributed just to the massive amount of effort by by uh, the get out the vote uh, uh, teams from uh, the uh, Democrats. They pushed hard. They resonated with Latinos in Arizona. And as a result, you know, Arizona went for Biden last night. Uh, and as you know, 
California remains blue. Uh, nothing new there. Uh, the total number of support that Joe Biden got was close to 70% uh, vote out of California. So in total, to win and to become president of the United States, Joe Biden or Donald Trump need to reach a total of 270, 270 electoral votes. Uh, could it still go uh, towards Donald Trump? Absolutely. Um, now, perhaps the biggest losers in this entire campaign uh, for the last year or so that, that the campaigns have been going on are the uh, pollsters. They got it totally wrong. And it's amazing just how bad they got it this time. Perhaps it was their desire to see a change at the executive level. Or maybe they just uh, hired a bunch of folks that are not really uh, well-versed on how to poll for political races. It's hard to tell, but let me tell you, they got it wrong in 2016, and they definitely got it wrong four years later in 2020. Uh, there was this belief that there was going to be this massive blue sweep, uh, and that was based on the midterm elections in 2018. However, that never materialized. None of that materialized. Uh, so we didn't have this massive blue wave. We have what's called a blue wall, but we, but you know that that's not the same as a blue wave. The blue wall would be uh, the potential of uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania uh, going blue. Uh, it may it may happen today. It may happen in two days. It may happen in a week. We just don't know. Uh, but that is one the the main reason why Donald Trump has been threatening to take everything to the Supreme Court and allow the Supreme Court to stop the uh, the count and move everything uh, uh, into a final uh, selection of who's going to be president. But it doesn't work that way. Uh, I'm sure his attorneys know that, but because they work for him, they're still going to go and try to fight uh, with the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court rules in his favor, they will be changing how the election rules are set up. And that would be very dramatic, and, I, and many of us don't see that happening. Uh, in California, we had some, uh, some very fascinating... Uh, elections uh, going on, uh, there was a proposition on the ballot to overturn uh, uh, what it's called gig workers' rights. And uh, currently in California, if you are a contract employee and the work that you do as a contract employee uh, is identical to what the company that contracted you does, uh, then you're not considered a contract employee. You're actually considered an employee. And as a result, that employer re is required to uh, provide you benefits, salary, etc. cetera. Uh, the challenge was that uh, by, by uh, Uber and Lyft was that uh, that is not 
that is not the definition of a of a of a gig employee plus it violates the rights of an individual who wants to uh work as a as a contractor so uber and uh, lyft introduced this proposition they spent tens of of millions of dollars on uh on its uh passage and it looks like it passed uh the other uh, proposition that could have a major impact nationwide was uh, Proposition 15, which would have changed how our tax system uh, works. It would tax corporations for owning property, and uh, uh, that was pretty resoundingly uh, uh, beat because you know people are are quite frankly are just tired of taxes uh now there are numerous states who had been considering uh setting up a similar corporate tax or property tax uh in their states and uh with the defeat of this in California a lot of us don't believe that uh any other state is in the mood right now to tax themselves to be able to meet their state's uh, budgetary needs. And let me tell you, all governments, uh, local, uh, state, and of course the federal government, all government is going to feel the impact of the significant recession that we've entered to as a result of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Businesses are still not making any money. You have a number of malls across the U.S. who have filed for bankruptcy because their tenants filed for bankruptcy. And as a result, they can't make their payments to their lenders. And, uh, and of course, they have other debts that, uh, that they have to pay. So, um, so budget is going to be a very, very critical thing to look at, at at your local schools at cities counties uh the state and of course uh the federal government uh since there has been no uh um stimulus package approved you know Americans will continue to suffer during this pandemic not being able to pay their rent uh, or meet many other financial obligations and in some cases unable to feed people. As a result, we're going to probably start seeing a number of uh, people being evicted from their places of, uh, of habitat where they're living at. And uh, it's not going to be pretty, folks. So whoever wins between Biden and Trump they are going to be faced with a tidal wave of of issues that are going to need to be addressed uh and regardless of who wins uh and dominates congress they too will be in the middle of having to resolve uh this this tremendous recession issue that the united states now finds itself in and by the way it's not unique to the united states countries across the world are facing similar financial situations 
Now, for the Senate, as I was mentioning earlier, there are six uh, seats that are up for grabs that uh, that are still being counted on, and uh, the they are Senate races that need to be watched. Uh, one of them is uh, in Arizona. The other one is in Maine. We have uh, one in uh, North Carolina. In Colorado, by the way, just elected a Democrat and uh, into the Senate. So uh, it, it Republicans are still clinging on to to the majority. But the question is, is their majority going to be as large as, as it is now? Or is it going to be a lot smaller? Uh, meaning, literally, uh, a difference of two votes. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, final uh, final results come out. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Arizona uh, was uh, was one of those states where Donald Trump, quite frankly, felt very comfortable uh, believing that uh, that uh, they were going to win. And when Fox News, Fox News, mind you, not CBS, not ABC, not NBC, when Fox News called Arizona for Biden, Donald Trump was absolutely furious. Because after all, the Fox News has been his network, his uh, go-to place to be able to promote many of his ideas and share thoughts and and uh, many times um, tons of uh, misinformation and Fox News has a tendency to repeat it and make uh, their listeners, their viewers believe that what Donald Trump is saying is true and uh, so by calling uh, Arizona last night for Biden uh, there was no question that he was absolutely livid and for those of you who were watching, uh, you know, the tensions boiled over while they were on the air. And uh, there's probably going to be YouTube footage available to you if you want to check it out. It's going to be uh, one of those interesting things. As I mentioned earlier, we still won't have real good numbers regarding uh, how many Latinos voted and how they voted. Uh, all we know is that the numbers are huge and uh, Latinos in Texas kept it red Latinos in Florida kept that state red and both of them went for Donald Trump I'm not sure how many of you know that uh, California was trying to uh, overturn a, uh, a proposition that was passed uh, back in the 1990s on uh, affirmative action. Proposition, back then, Proposition 207 did away with uh, affirmative action in schools. And uh, this year, Prop 16 was intended to bring back and overturn that decision, bring back affirmative action. Uh, the uh, that particular proposition is failing and more than likely is going to fail significantly. Uh, 
many folks believe that affirmative action is not the way to go, uh, but rather to be able to make uh, kids more competitive, which means improving the education of a child at the younger uh, uh, age, rather than providing them uh, unique or special circumstances to get into a college or a university. And, uh, you know, it looks like people are, are saying, no, we, that, that's not where the emphasis should be. The emphasis should be at the uh, elementary schools. Let's make our children more competitive. That way, when they uh, go into college, they can be competitive and not be treated differently because of the color of their skin or their ethnicity. And, uh, and to be very frank with you, I really understand that. Uh, uh, I've said it before in this program, California's public education system is one of the worst in the country. Uh, and the majority of the children in the, in the schools in California are Latino. And as a result, the education system, from the top all the way down to the bottom, is failing Latinos. And we need to do something about it. In two years, the state uh, superintendent of schools is up for re-election. We have two years to identify an individual who can run and who will focus on improving the education of children across the state of California. Right now, many of the kids are still dropping out. Many of them are not able to read at grade level, or for that matter, able to read at third grade level. Uh, there's a fear of math, and there's a total disconnect be between uh, the education system and what's happening in a child's home. Uh, with the pandemic, there are many children who still don't have laptops. There are children who don't have access to the internet. There are children who just can't seem to pay attention to doing their their school on Zoom. And uh, there's a lot of retraining that needs to happen. There's a lot of restructuring, restructuring that needs to happen in the education system. And uh, we have two years to start really taking control of the education system. You know, and people go, well, you know, one of the things we've noticed, Adrian, is you're always focused on, on education. Education is the secret. Without a good education, a child will either become uh, 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 an individual in poverty, they'll become a drug addict, they'll become a ward of the prison system. Uh, I mean, there are so many negative things that happen to an individual. Health is tied into education. And of course, wealth is tied into education. The more education you have, the, the more money you're going to make. And in California especially, it's critical that Latinos start making a lot more money since we currently only contribute less than 10% of the state's total economy, but yet we are 40% of the population. Something's got to give. 
we have to change things. We have to really make an effort to get our kids well-educated uh, so when they become seniors in high school, they do have, in fact, an option of going to a university and being competitive without being treated differently or special because of the color of their skin or their ethnicity. So education is crucial. Yes, we need to start looking at uh, elections in 2022 to be able to see some significant changes. And we also need to do the same thing at the federal government, by the way, at the federal level. If Donald Trump is reelected, we need to uh, hold him accountable for the education initiative that he launched. It's an education and economic initiative that he launched earlier this year. Uh, and for those of you who uh, pay attention to the news, that is when uh, the owner or CEO of Goya Foods complimented the president and thanked them, etc. And then there was a big move to try to boycott a, uh, Goya Foods, uh, which was not successful at all. In fact, what it really did is, is amplified the visibility and gave Goya Foods perhaps a larger stand in the market. Uh, but if we uh, get Joe Biden, we need Joe Biden to make a similar initiative, an education and economic initiative for Latinos, establish a commission that can provide them guidance on how to better educate and how to provide uh, a better opportunity for Latinos in this country. We're currently 19% of the nation. And that means that we will be inheriting the financial problems of this country in a matter of years. And we need to be extremely prepared to be able to, to handle the financial obligations of the country. We need to be ready. We need to be uh, not only ready, but we need to demonstrate that we are also ready to inherit many of the other uh, things that come along with becoming a large part of this nation. And getting away from uh, politics, there's an article in uh, the, the dp.com uh, that is posted on Coast to Coast Latino Facebook group. And you can find the entire article there. Uh, the article recognizes two Penn medical professors as among those that are most inspiring scientists in America. And uh, the, uh, the two professors, uh, uh, Kellyanne Jurado and Arnaldo Diaz Vasquez, both of them are professors. Uh, both of them have uh, doctoral degrees. Uh, Jurado is a first generation to to obtain a uh, doctoral degree, and uh, she is the uh, presidential assistant professor of microbiology, and uh, she studies and re does research on human bodies fight off how human bodies fight off emerging viral pathogens, specifically in the nervous system and then the uh, placenta, 
and of course she's she's just ecstatic that she's been recognized uh uh by dp uh Vasquez, on the other hand is the assistant dean for research training programs uh he grew up in a small town uh in puerto rico and uh and so he has taken a lot of pride in being able to uh, be a uh, uh, assistant dean, and in doing so, he helps out a lot of the underrepresented uh, community uh, students uh, that are entering the research and that academic uh, fields because there is a tremendous need to have more diverse people in the research and uh, and academic fields and. Biomedical sciences is not easy. Uh, it is one of the most difficult uh, fields to get into. But there is a tremendous need for Latinos and Latinas to get into the bio biomedical fields. As uh, our community begins to age, we need to really understand the relationship between our physical ailments, culture, our eating habits, uh, and just our, our gene pool as a, as a whole. And, uh, and as many of you know, our gene pool includes uh, in, indigenous as well as uh, European uh, blood. And so, you know, when, when we see a couple of people like this being recognized, and it, uh, it really is a very positive thing, and it tells us that we are getting into the fields that we are, were not normally found in, but we're getting there. Little by little, research is a very, very critical area to get into, especially when it comes to uh, medicine. Uh, now, I mentioned the Coast to Coast Latino Facebook group. I'd like to uh, mention it again. If you get an opportunity, go to Facebook, look us up, Coast to Coast Latino group, and uh, each day we post uh, a number of articles that come out that talk about Latinos and what Latinos are doing nationwide. Okay, uh, that's my time. I want to thank you for joining me on this Wednesday edition of Coast to Coast Latino. My name is Adrian Perez. We are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the arts. And uh, we are also brought to you by U-Haul. For your moving and storage needs, contact U-Haul. And we're also brought to you by OIC Tax services. If you find yourself in trouble with the IRS, contact OIC at OIC.com and ask for Bob. Again, my name is Adrian Perez. Until our Friday edition, where we hope to bring you a lot more uh, data about uh, the election, uh, you take care, stay safe, and thank you for joining me today.